0: This is not an attention span problem we're dealing with. It's that they have better stuff to watch than they ever have before, right? And so the quality of what they're being fed outside is what they bring to your Bible class, right? They just did a master class with Aaron Sorkin yesterday, and now you're their Bible class teacher, <laughs> right? And so I think it's mostly just that the quality has gotten so good that it, it really asks a lot of us to show up for for these classes and we we just need to bring something better um, in terms of our preparation and the amount we eat through things
1: who are adult learners what do they need what do they bring to the table my guests today justin and jennifer gerhardt on informed providing what they need right here on the avenue for faith Justin and Jennifer Gerhardt are friends of mine from my college days, and for 10 years, Justin was the lead minister at the Round Rock Church of Christ in Austin, Texas, and Jennifer, for five years, was the storytelling minister. Their slogan, to live love, was so important and powerful and impactful on the church there and on myself that I can't wait to tell you more about them and the difference that they make. We're going to talk to Justin and Jennifer in this podcast and the next one, so please stay tuned. But for this one, we're talking about adult learners. When you teach children, you think in terms of what you wish to teach and how to aim the teaching to the appropriate level. You're very much the one in charge, the one with all the information to share, and the children look to you as the authority in the room. Adult learning is different, very different. This is especially true for non-churched members who are not familiar with Sunday school routines. Here are some basic things to know about the adult learner that darkens the door of your classroom or small group. Number one, the adult learner has lots of life experience. Now, this can be a challenge to us teachers. You know that story or illustration you've loved to use for years? Well, they've got one too and they also have experiences that shape how they hear that story. What is regionally appropriate or makes sense in our own context may be misunderstood in theirs. The background knowledge you assume may not be accurate. The connections you are hoping everyone in the room to make may fall on deaf ears or even meet resistance from those with bad memories of church growing up. But instead of seeing this as a failure, consider the bigger picture. Adults bring their own stories, background knowledge, and connections with them. Instead of bringing in the expert all the time, it may be just as rewarding to set up a panel of couples, all of whom are members of the class, to speak from practical experience about how to deal with life issues. So think of the adult learner's background experience as an asset, not a liability. Number two, the adult learner is self-directed. I am an adult learner, and I love school. You point me to a Bible class with a teacher who's well-prepared and knows what they're talking about, and I'll sit in my chair or pew with my Bible and notebook and listen with excitement. But not everybody's like that. Too often, church adult classes can quickly feel like children's classes, everyone sitting in rows, listening to a lecture, answering obvious fill-in-the-blank questions. This is sure to feel a lot like school, which can conjure up unpleasant memories for some people. But this just gives you an idea of how adult learners differ, and the importance of considering things from their perspective. For example, Most visitors and new members won't put themselves in a position to be put on the spot or talked down to. Did you know the number one fear for most people is public speaking? Number two is death. I heard Jerry Seinfeld say that means most people would rather be in the casket than giving the eulogy. Maybe we should think about that before asking all visitors to stand, give us their name, tell us three secrets they've never told anyone in their life. Maybe we forego that big red visitor sticker that lets everyone know they're the latest target. In a class setting, with attractive evangelism in mind, or gentle nurturing and growth in mind, remember that lots of people are saying to themselves, just let me come in and check you out. Third, the adult learner is interested in discovery. You know, we should learn to ask questions and draw out life lessons just as much as you seek to instill them. People are much more likely to retain information they discover for themselves or in which they participate. Here's Jennifer Gearhart.
0: Adults prefer to figure things out on their own. (laughs) So try to find ways for them to discover what you're trying to tell them. If they can discover it before you say it, it'll stick better. And they will have more of a, a feeling of like joy. They'll leave class feeling like they discovered something, you know, and, and so there's a, a, that's a better way to teach. So the more opportunities you can give them to discover the thing you're trying to teach them. Awesome. And what's lovely is you're teaching this room full of brilliant people and they're likely going to discover things you didn't either.
1: Number four, adult learners learn on a need to know basis. Here's Justin.
2: Very few adults get motivated about learning about something they don't need to know or don't feel like they need to know, right? This is why it's imperative in, in effective communication to develop tension on the front end of a message. It's just so that you demonstrate the need for the audience and thereby invite them in interest-wise to come, come along with you, right? Like, let me meet you where you are. Let me bring you to where this problem matters to you. Now you want to know about what I'm going to tell you about, right? Like, this is the conversation I have with every one of my preaching interns every summer. Stop. Don't talk until you tell me why I should listen, don't give me some solution until i am frustrated along with you about the problem right there are all kinds of solutions in scripture but if you don't sell people on the problem for just a minute or package it in a way that speaks to things inside them they're aware of the problem then they're just not going to be interested and and you can't blame them because That's their humanity showing through, right? Like we, that's how, that's how we roll. We are, we are adults, adult human beings and adult human beings learn on a need to know
1: basis. Number five, the adult learner thinks in terms of their job, their role and their identity. Offering a class to all 30 year olds is fine. And we'll discuss later, there are actually very good reasons to think in terms of age demographics when setting up classes in your ministry. But most of us don't start with our age. Moms think of themselves as moms. Grandparents as grandparents. A businesswoman or a businessman will think of this as part of who they are. If you can link classes, topics, and groups to how people see themselves and their roles— You'll find greater interest in what you have to offer, and this doesn't mean that you can't or shouldn't have a class on Hebrews, opting instead for a class on parenting teenagers or being a Christian mom in the 2020s. Well, in fact, Hebrews has a lot to say about that, but it does mean that we should think about how we title how we explain, how we go about relating biblical and theological foundation stones in ways that relate to where people are. Listen to Justin and Jennifer speak to this very point.
2: I guess that has a lot of implications, practically speaking, uh, from everything to how a class session is structured or approached to how a class semester or quarter is packaged. Right. Like uh, what's what's the what's the young families class on this this quarter? It's on the book of Acts. Like, why does it matter to study the book of Acts? What you're not going to talk about everything in the book of Acts. What angle would it be good to come at the book of Acts again and again for 13 weeks from since you can't talk about everything? How about we talk about one thing again and again that we see played out? In chapter after chapter, episode after episode of the early church, um, like put a little effort into the packaging uh, to help people understand how this is going to intersect with the things they they need and the things that they know it they takes them need. work
0: sometimes um i think it that's the problem That's why we don't do stuff like that right it's like well i just want to teach acts i'm like well what's acts about how's X going to help people why do you think acts is going to be good for them i agree with you it is tell them why right, right? title it something like something that they need or want right strengths power passion right purpose all these things are like big things people are craving, they're all available in spades and acts. So tell them that that's what they're going to find in acts.
1: Let's talk now about two things that adult learners are not. Jennifer, tell us those two things.
0: Bible class teachers for my entire life have been saying that people have short attention spans, right? And every generation that comes along, we say, oh, their attention span is so short. I think that's absolutely not true. Um, If you watch trends in preaching, sermons are getting longer um, and people are listening to them. So the largest churches, the big mega churches, those preachers often preach for 45 minutes. Um, So that's some evidence of something. Those churches are full of young people who are showing up and listening to long sermons, singing for 45 minutes. So it doesn't appear to be attention span. Also, these are the same people who will watch every episode of the Queen's Gambit in one sitting right? They will watch all of it. This is not an attention span problem we're dealing with. It's that they have better stuff to watch than they ever have before, right? And so the quality of what they're being fed outside is what they bring to your Bible class, right? They just did a master class with Aaron Sorkin yesterday, and now you're their Bible class teacher, right? And so I think it's mostly just that the quality has gotten so good that it it really asks a lot of us to show up for for these classes. And we, we just need to bring something better um, in terms of our preparation and the amount we think through things. Two, there is one thing that's perhaps true about about attention span, and that is the amount of time people will watch a single single scene, right? So if you divide a movie up and you count how many scenes per second, um, often that scene change is really quick. And so how many seconds is it that will stay on one?
2: Oh, camera shots, Yeah, uh, a second and a half is a long shot.
0: Yeah, so their their eye is constantly being brought to a new thing. It's like, and then, and then, and then. So they're always being given something new to look at. I think that's instructive as we try to think about Bible class. I try to break my Bible classes into scenes. So moments, right? We're going to do this. And then we're going to move to this and we're going to move to this. And every one of those movements is clear. And I I try to come at something in a new way. So maybe we'll begin with a question for the first scene. Maybe we'll begin with a story for the second scene. Maybe we'll go straight to the text for the third scene. And so I'm trying to move the camera angle every few minutes to help give them a chance to come back in. The likelihood that a person is going to listen to your whole Bible class is quite low. But if you give them on ramps, you give them moments where they get a chance to come back on because, oh, we started something new. I'm not lost. Then they can stay with you. Uh, So that would be one. A second one. I think we think that because adults don't know as much about the Bible, perhaps, as they once did, that they're stupid. Um, I think Bible class teachers get this feeling like I know everything and my class doesn't. The reality is your class is brilliant. Um, when, when we teach Bible class at Round Rock we are teaching uh, we teach the guy who created that IBM computer that beat jeopardy beat the um, he's some one of the people who's in our Bible class. Um, we're dealing with the person who's on the presidential board overseeing all of the counseling for the the VA. He's in our Bible class. Um, we've got people in there who are creating software. We've got uh, a woman who's the top uh, pediatric neurosurgeon in Texas in my Bible class. These are people in my Bible class. They don't know nearly as much about the Bible as I do, but they're brilliant. And I need to come to that Bible class assuming that I have brilliant learners in the room who are high-level thinkers. They're not stupid just because they don't know Abraham's son's name. They can very quickly learn it. (laughs) And so you you need to call them to a higher level of class. Like don't don't just expect that because they don't know that. They don't know anything. So that I think they are looking for um, something challenging, you know, that they don't want to be bored.
1: So now that we've considered who adult learners are and who they are not, let's consider what they want. As an adult, I want knowledge that relates to my life, knowledge that is, that is practical, knowledge that can be immediately applied. In a room of 10 people, how many do you think are genuinely interested in learning for learning's sake? One. One! One! Most people learn for the sake of doing, or they learn for the sake of living. In fact, you will likely find that people consider church or a new class in those transition points of their lives. Remember, we said earlier the adult learner thinks in terms of their job, their role, and their identity. So, a new dad or mom, a new role at work, a new relationship— a move to a new city. These transition points create an opportunity. And it's important for you and I to realize that most adults who come to our classes are looking for knowledge that is relevant to where they are in life. They want tools to help in this new role in which they find themselves. Rick Warren once said, give me something to say on Sunday that's going to help people on Monday morning. And remember... Transition points don't last forever. You may find that interest in parenting strategies are highest before the child's two and and after they turn 13. So it's important to know that the adult learner is reflexively seeking practical tools to help them in their roles in life, where they are right now. Second, adults want to be treated as adults. Most churches are blessed with elementary school teachers who use their passion and skills to teach other elementary kids. But are we treating adults the same way? Does the adult Bible class teacher act like they hold all the answers, the people in the room are ignorant, and that simple one-word answers are all that's needed? Here's Justin Gerhart.
2: I think that requires you to comment questions as a teacher in a different way, right? Often a teacher will ask questions in two two ways. One is uh, just random generic discussion questions, right? So like, you know, you're not supposed to talk the whole time, so you like give them a chance to talk. Uh, And the other is the generic, almost rhetorical, uh, I'm uncomfortable up here and I want to make sure you're paying attention. So I'm going to ask this question as if it's a real question that matters if you say the answer out loud kind of question. Right. And so it's like, uh, and, and, and what does Paul say the greatest of these is yes, love. And it's like, nobody wants, and you're like, they couldn't even, they couldn't even get that one. It took them five seconds to, to even respond. The reason they didn't respond is because the question was, painfully obvious and it seemed like there was no reason it was embarrassing to be the one who said it out loud as if they knew an answer right like so there's another way to use questions and that's to come at scripture and deity and the life of christ um, with with a with a lens of curiosity or investigation and figure things out that we really don't yet know or um, codes that we haven't yet cracked or um, things that might be prismatic that are interesting to look at from a hundred different angles, right? Like you honor your audience, um, your 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 group, your class by asking them those questions, and then you're actually benefiting from having multiple believers in the room and the open word of God in the middle.
0: I like experience based questions best uh, because people have experiences that are relevant that no one else has. And so when you say, what's the time you've experienced this in your life? Uh, When is the time that you've been challenged in a similar way in your life? Who's the person you've known who acted like this in this moment? You know, those kinds of things are information they have that only they have. And so what comes out of their mouth is precious because they're the only ones who know it in the room.
1: We might revisit an earlier point about not putting people on the spot. Now, keep this in mind. If a person feels uncomfortable in a new public setting, they won't come back to it again. Most adult settings should allow people to not feel managed or targeted. Welcomed, yes. Pigeonholed, no. And finally, adult learners want to be wanted. I've spent so much time differentiating between kids and adults. Perhaps it's important to say what we all, no matter what our age, have in common. Every human being wants to feel loved, needed, respected, and wanted. Showing a genuine Interest in people is very important. The adult wants to feel respected and valued. So, I've shared several things adult learners are and are not. And we've looked at three things adult learners want. But what is it that adult learners need? Well, for that, we turn to Scripture, specifically First John 2, verses 12 through 14. This is an idea I borrowed from Norman Bales. He wrote a book entitled A Sense of Belonging, published by 20th Century Christian in 1989. And he mentions that there are three levels— in First John 2, 12-14. The first level, John writes to little children, and he tells them, rejoice, for your sins are forgiven. Now, this level you might call the first level, the start level. They don't know all church problems. They're not ready for that deeper Christian message. They're simply ready to rejoice that their sins are forgiven. These are the unchurched, the newly churched, and the re-churched. These are the people who need to know that salvation is theirs. Level two, we might call this the grow level class. John calls them young men, and he says they've passed through infancy, but they haven't yet reached maturity. And there's three things John says about them. He says you've overcome the evil one. That means they've faced temptation of the flesh and they've won. Second, he says, you are strong. you no longer tossed to and fro like brand new believers are. And third, the word of God abides in you. You see, the word of God is more than just a set of law codes for the newly initiated. They have internalized the word of God as God's will for his people, and they're still reaching for that relational, intimate knowledge. And that's the third level, the mature Christians. And to them, John says that you have known him who is from the beginning. You hear that language of intimate bond? I see all three levels, start, grow, and lead, or evangelism, assimilation, and discipleship linked with these three levels. And for all of them, Second Peter 3.18 speaks to this. Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. People are at different stages, and they have different needs. And trying to reach them where they are is an important part of a healthy adult education ministry. According to Charles Lee, adult learners need nine things from a church adult education program. They need universal identity. I'm part of the body of Christ, and I'm part of my local congregation. They need anonymity. I'm able to visit without being pressured as I decide for myself. They need close relationships. I found a class or group that allows me to form real relationships. They need casual relationships. I found a class or group that lets me know members. They need dialogue. I can share my thoughts and concerns and have questions answered. They need objective and subjective learning. Objective, I know the story God gave and what God expects of me. Subjective, I find my felt needs met and can choose among my interests. The last two, they need vulnerability and accountability. I'm able to be myself and see others in an authentic way, and I'm willing to share. And I see that something meaningful is expected of those who join. Those nine things universal identity, anonymity, Close relationships, casual relationships, dialogue, objective learning, subjective learning, vulnerability, and accountability are things everyone is looking for in a church adult education program, and we can provide that if we're intentional about it. This is a summary of adult learners, who they are, who they are not, what they want, what they need, and what we ought to be providing them. On our next podcast, I've asked Justin and Jennifer to join me to discuss what it means to be on mission. The Round Rock Church of Christ lived with the mission, live love. How do you get everybody to use the same language, to be on board, to head the same direction? We'll talk about all that and more with On Mission with Justin and Jennifer Gerhart on our next podcast. Thank you for joining us on The Avenue for Faith. Thanks for joining. No one has ever loved you like Jesus Christ. I hope you feel that love in every sermon that's preached on this podcast. You can find more sermons, transcripts, study guides at nathanguy.com. Please stay tuned for another lesson and rest in the love of Christ.